0: podcast again and I'm Evan and I'm Ian and uh, (laughs) (laughs) we're doing uh, one of these things that we do periodically which is revisit an album that we've discussed in the past because Mm. it's been a long time it's been a long time and uh, it's it's a sort of a test of is it still good is it still bad do we or what do we think about it now. How have w- how have we evolved yeah you know this, that's it's right.
1: sort of uh you know it's it, we're revisiting ourselves and our own perceptions as much as we are revisiting the music that's I, I, well I said
0: it. yeah definitely
1: uh, it's under the red sky folks as uh as as you're aware already that's from wh- the, why uh, we're chuckling <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if there's any album that needs to be revisited and have even more time spent on it it's definitely under the red sky bob dylan's 1990 uh, 27th uh, not,
0: a studio album
1: Studio album yeah was not, I'm not I was going to say masterpiece but that's that's maybe the wrong It's word. the 27th studio album. 27th studio album that's absolutely true. It's and true. and I believe, I believe uh, the first appearance of one Jack Frost. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> that is
0: something that I was going to mention to you is that it's Don was and someone else producing but also in the mix for the first time ever a mysterious newcomer yeah there's a a different guy there's a different guy in in bob's musical career who's shown up and he's going to come back again and again Mm -hmm. um it's jack frost it's jack frost folks folks it's jack frost You, (laughs) you know him you love him it's jack frost it's jack frost uh, uh, this is really, it's very interesting and funny <laughs> to think about this being, like, the, like, enter Jack Frost moment. This
1: is the birth, the birth of Jack, Jack Frost Begins. Yeah. Under Jack, the Red Jack Sky. Jack Frost Begins. Um, yeah. I, I have, in some ways, you know, often thought of, like, this episode, or the, the first episodes that we did of Under the Red Sky is, like, the first, like, actual episodes of the podcast, because, like, they were the first ones from 2021, and we did them with Sam, and you know we were kind of like – I listened back, and they were actually kind of disastrous because Sam was just saying he's going to blast people. Uh, on I'm going to blast you. Yeah, blast you. The, the infamous Sam uh, a riff, I'm going to blast you, um, one that we, we love to revisit all the time. Uh, and we were just kind of – like I had only listened to the album like, I don't know, seven times or something before we did the episode, I well, think. Now so you've like, listened
0: to it eight times, right? Eight times, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so maybe I was wrong about those being the uh, the official uh, start of the actually good period of Jokerman podcast, but I do think it's an album that does deserve a little bit more attention uh, as we're as we're getting close to the end here, revisiting the nineties and just kind of taking stock of uh, of some underappreciated uh, moments in Bob's career, uh, underappreciated by us, uh, it should be said, uh, yeah. In many times, uh, so that's kind of the kind of the idea here. Uh, do you have any? Any th- any thoughts? Any any opening statements to get out of the way? Gee,
0: um, <laughs> maybe uh, I don't know. Can can we look up like something about 1990? Just maybe mm-hmm. we can place ourselves in in that cultural moment a little bit. Like, what were the what were the cultural touchstones? What, were, what was like the top song? Maybe a popular movie from that year. All right,
1: I'm gonna Google what happened in 1990. Yeah. Um, Okay, events. Let's see here. Uh, Important events of 1990 include the reunification of Germany. Ah, All right. Congrats to Germany. East and West coming together again. That's good. Um, The unification of Yemen, uh, currently being uh, bombed to smithereens by the vile Saudi regime. Uh, The formal beginning of the Human Genome Project sequencing the human genome. The
0: launch of the Hubble Space Telescope. These are all actually important. I'm talking about uh, stuff that is, you know... Culturally important. These are um, real. These are those are capital I important. I want to know about what normal, uh, what the man on the street. What the was man on the street in 1990.
1: Um, well, that, that's not what appears on the 1990 Wikipedia page. Just Google
0: uh, what was the man on the street doing in 1990.
1: Okay, so here's some 1990 movies.
0: Goodfellas. Okay. Oh boy, we're off to Miller's, a rolling start.
1: Miller's Crossing. Ooh. Edward Scissorhands. All right. Total Recall. Wow. Wow. That's a classic. This year. Uh, Dances with Wolves. The Hunt for Red October. Golly. Pretty Woman. Days of Thunder. Dick Tracy. Oh, boy. Dick Tracy.
0: Okay. I'm going to stop you right there, because I feel (laughs) like I was searching for something that would speak to what this record means in 1990, and I think... That if you think about this and record, you found it in Dick Tracy. Yeah, I think so. This is the year of Dick Tracy the film, mm-hmm. and this is the year of Under the Red Sky by Bob Dylan. And no. I think that makes sense to me. Does it not make sense to you? You've seen Dick Tracy, right? Of course, I've seen Dick Tracy. Uh,
1: War- Warren Beatty's uh, Opus. Yeah, uh, you know, an incredible a- uh, tour Warren Beatty, director and star.
0: Terrific thing. Uh, I once saw Warren Beatty at um, the Apple Pan. Oh wow! Just eating a hamburger there at the counter. Yes, beautiful. Uh, it, it, the Dick Tracy is an incredibly bizarre movie <laughs> that has a lot of uh, very special things about it. Spectacular facial makeup. It's goofy. Yeah, it's, I mean, they really took it literally, like, they they just did those uh, absurd characters that uh, are in Dick Tracy, and I I, I should rewatch Dick Tracy. Madonna's in it. Um, Madonna's in it. Beautiful sets. Yeah, incredible art direction.
1: The great Al Pacino. Happy birthday to Al Pacino uh, recently, just the other day. This is 81st, 82nd birthday, something like that. That's right.
0: 82, I think. He's getting to be quite old. I don't...
1: 82 years young. Don't love that. But, Listen, uh, no, the 80s the, the '80s are the new 40s, as we're aware with Bob.
0: Yes, it's true. Um, Forever young. Dick Tracy and Under the Red Sky, same <laughs> year. Uh, I think that actually uh, has put a little bit of pep in my step. I'm ready to uh, talk about Under the Red Sky as Bob Dylan's Dick Tracy. Bob Dylan's uh, Dick Tracy, fantastic.
1: Uh, should also be noted uh, for your boy, uh, uh, this was the year of
0: Alice. You seen that one? Which w- did, what do you mean? The, the, the stop-motion animated, like, foreign version of Alice in Wonderland?
1: Uh, no, Alice, a 1990 American fantasy romantic comedy written and directed by one Woody Allen starring Mia Farrow, Joe Mantegna, and William Hurt. This is this a Woody picture? It's a Woody picture. I don't Alice. know Alice.
0: Wow. I'll have to see that one
1: all right you know uh, alec baldwin blythe danner mia farrow judy davis
0: well oh, it's quite a cast he's got here you know what's funny is um matt farley texted me the other day he mm-hmm. said uh that w- the world needs what he meant and i, I a, a podcast that would start with stardust memories and go <laughs> from there and i i said to him i would do that i would i would do it if It was it was him. It was Matt Farley, me, and Will Sloan too. Could come, and we could all three do that. And he said, uh, "We can. We'll have to wait till we're all rich and can afford to be canceled."
1: Yes, yes, I would love to hear you and Matt Farley and Will Sloan podcast together. Uh, You know, uh, I think that we could do it before
0: we all get rich because we could just decide that it's okay. We could say that it's okay we can okay. we're just talking about things that exist you know coming oh. from it from that point of view and that's the point uh-huh. of view that we are going to come at under the red sky with <laughs> okay. right now let's do it i also have harmonicas here do you yeah i do do you want, i don't know where they are though okay but well. i was uh, playing around with uh, them yesterday i i just said uh, I, I I told Alexa my parents have the fucking you have the Alexa Yeah. I, uh, sorry, I'm not sure. <laughs> I can hear it talking <laughs> in the background uh, I, I told it to play Joker Man Alexa <laughs> shut up shut the fuck up I <laughs> said <laughs> play Joker Man and then I sat what? there with this case of harmonicas trying <laughs> everyone to see what uh, key uh, it's in and no, I, I found it. It's B. It's the B, B. harmonica, and I was kind of wailing on it, just just playing along to Joker Man with the harmonica. What? It was fun.
1: Mine's a, mine's a mine's a C. Yeah, so yours is.
0: Play, play 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 yours again. Anyway, well, okay. Uh, so sorry. coming
1: soon uh, on the Patreon only, Woody Evan man. just blowing yeah. into a harmonica for for ten minutes to oh, Joker Man.
0: I thought you were going to say that we're going to do the Woody, Woody Alan, Man.
1: That is your own Woodmen. project, <laughs> the <Woody> Woodsman.
0: <laughs> Christ.
1: Uh, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle like a bowl of soup.
0: Yeah, that's how this record starts. Um, <laughs> just with uh, that sort of. I mean, let's, let's, let's listen to
1: it. Did um, you, did you, so were you able to listen to this, this alternative yes. version that I sent you? Yes. Okay. So we, we should mention that uh, this is pegged slightly to the discovery uh, from our friends at the great Expecting Rain forums of uh, Under the Red Sky alternate version, uh, which is a, a complete record, the entire thing one to 10, uh, but just alternate versions of all of the songs, uh, many of which are from the studio, like totally studio quality sound really great just stripped of a lot of the weird kind of fucked up production that this record has. And there's a couple live cuts on there too. I think 10,000 men and cats in the well. <laughs> That's right. That is the ones. <laughs> um, uh, and, uh, and it's an interesting listen. I think it, uh, it, it, uh, it, it, it throws these songs into a new light, I think we should say. Um, and some, and it gives me a little bit more appreciation here uh, for the actual bones of the music. I don't know about you.
0: Uh, Why? No, No, I'll just say why. Why do you feel that way? Well,
1: so I think, I mean, in general, the the take on Under the Red Sky, right, is it's a disappointment. It comes after Oh Mercy, it's Bob taking a step backward, it's a slapdash record, you know, it's a bunch of silly kind of songs and it sounds Mm -hmm. really dated. And a lot of that is sort of true to some extent
0: um kind but
1: I, I think i think in another way and I, th- I think the first appearance of jack frost here is 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 part of is significant yeah like this this is this is bob figuring out what kind of music he really wants to make for himself wow, going you're, forward you're at this right point.
0: i think that that is i didn't think about that this way but i think that it, you've unlocked something here because jack frost is in the studio there's He's bob there. dylan and and also jack frost is there Two separate counterparts, two different, two separate people, men. two separate influences. They're not the same man. They're not the same person. You know, they're different people, and so that's why their names
1: are different. One of them is named Jack Frost. The other is named Bob Dylan.
0: That's right. They are. They couldn't be more uh, not the same man with two diff- not the same man. But uh, what what you're saying, I think, checks out because. What do we know Jack Frost for? When when you think of Jack Frost, the artist, the producer, you know, a, an artist in his own right, as sure. a producer, as a absolutely, as a consultant to Bob Dylan, um, I think that sort he, of a spiritual guru. Yeah, he's a He's definitely that. He's a creative, um, uh, uh, coach. Forch. He's a coach in a way. You know, he mm-hmm. gets he gets Bob ready. Um, he he. When I think of Jack Frost, I think of Tweedy D and Tweedy Dumb. Exactly.
1: Yeah, you think of you know. I, th- I think "Love and Theft" is like the prototypical Jack Frost production. Jack Frost creation. production. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and I think I think hearing this record stripped of a lot of that that really dated nineteen ninety production, you, you see a little. There, there's there's more similarities between this and "Love and Theft" um, than I think than I think might have been initially apparent. There's a lot of silly material here. There's a lot of bluesy material here there's a lot of kind of like shockingly uh, artistic like strikingly lyrical kind of uh, verses from Bob brushed right up against or pushed right up against just some of the silliest dumbest shit that he's ever written which you get all of the time like well, let's think say of something silliest. like Po-boy.
0: yeah silliest maybe not dumbest i think a lot of people thought dumb record when they right. heard this and you listen to wiggle wiggle and it's like, this is dumb. It but doesn't I disabuse you of that notion. You're so right that it is It is Dylan going, well, what do I feel like doing right now? Right. And I, it's interesting to think about Oh Mercy and certain songs on Oh Mercy, like um, "When Where Teardrops Fall. That's like a song that I think could have been really... Uh, uh, it could have fit right in here. Sure. And that song is really simple. That's a really pared-down, essentialized version of uh, Songcraft that, that Dylan was... I- even in the Rolling Stone review of Under the Red Sky, um, mm-hmm. I forget who wrote it, but they were talking about how that song you know, was uh, sort of a hint that Dylan was starting to do as many old masters do, like pare down their technique to the essentials for a more mm-hmm. universal feeling. Mm -hmm. as they uh, go into their older years. And uh, he talked really highly of that song and then sort of disparaged this record for not having a lot to say. But I don't know that that's really a distinction that is fair or necessary to make because if you listen to this record as a, maybe it would, if it was an EP, I don't think anyone would be upset. Um, Right. And it is in a way, sort of extended play from that mode that he touched upon on one of the most successful songs on uh, Oh Mercy. Oh Mercy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think in many ways, like um, uh, Red Sky and Oh Mercy are two sides of the same coin, you know. Um, Even down to the fact that a lot of the songs from Red Sky date to Oh Mercy sessions and Bob just wasn't able to nail them, you know, with the versions "Born in Time" and "God Knows," for instance, which are two of the strongest songs here. Mm-hmm. Um, totally, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, "Wiggle Wiggle," <laughs> in terms of the first song, uh, is, uh, is is a silly song, but it isn't, you know, it it, it it isn't like too far away from what you end up getting. 10 years down the line with something like tweedly and Tweedly-Dum. It isn't as inventive and as like lyrically adventurous as tweedly and Tweedly-Dum. And musically, it's no, not as satisfying either. this is either. the first
0: collab between exactly. Jack Ross and Bob Dylan. So exactly. they're just testing out that that muscle of being a little bit more um, frivolous uh, willfully as a way to just get get loose. They're getting into the uh, their, the beginning of their creative relationship.
1: Exactly. They're, these are the germinal stages. You know, they're just taking their first uh, steps out of the primordial ooze, uh, so to speak. I don't uh, want to think honestly, about
0: Jack Frost and Bob Dylan in the ooze necessarily, in the ooze. but that's that's what's happening here. They are walking uh, hand in hand. Jack Frost and Bob Dylan sort of a relationship like Tweedledee D and Tweedledee Dum, one could no. say. Yeah, one could say.
1: I just took a look at the, because uh, we talked about movies a moment ago, The Paz and Jop, 1990. You know, Chris Gow's, uh, like, you know, collective uh, rundown of all the best records. Yeah, Pitchfork
0: uh, the, it from 1990, you mean. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, so your top ten, you got, Neil. number one, Neil Young, Ragged Glory. Number two, Sinead O'Connor. Uh, number three, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet. Uh, number four, Sonic Youth Goo. Number five, Living Color, Time's Up. Six, Ice Cube, America KKK's Most Wanted. Seven, Paul Simon, The Rhythm of the Saints. That album's yeah, been completely forgotten. Yeah, know about that one. Uh, eight, Roseanne Cash, Interiors. Nine, LL Cool J. Ten, Prince, Graffiti Bridge. And then, you know, kind of goes on down here. Number 28, Van Morrison, Enlightenment. You hear that one? <laughs>
0: Enlightenment, don't know what it is.
1: Uh, 17 so songs
0: What's uh, the sound of one hand clapping? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, Songs for Jella 17. Oh, Songs for
0: Jella should be number 1. The no. best record to come out in 1990, obviously.
1: I think definitely the one that has uh, sort of aged the best out of all of these. Uh Eno and Kale Wrong Way Up. Oh, that came out
0: that that came out the same year as Songs for Jella. That's yeah.
1: that's very cool. That's also great. Beautiful year from uh, John Kale. might have more to say about that in the future. Number 39 Bob Dylan Under the Red Sky. <laughs> Anyways, I <I'd be laughs> <laughs> I bring all of this up because I think that that is a good kind of, like, image, right? Like, this feels like a really transitional kind of period of time in the music world in general, right? We haven't hit grunge, which is coming just down the pike in a year, two years, tops. But we're clearly out of, like, the decadent, um, glossy, greedy 80s, right? Um, this top ten, you've got Neil and Sinead.
0: Toughness coming back into the music. Yeah. And and a
1: lot of hip hop influences and stuff. Um, It it just it feels like a transitional kind of cultural moment, I think, uh, musically speaking, at least. Um, And so, you know, I think it makes sense that that there's this transitional kind of record coming out from from Bob at this moment in time, Um, even if it's not quite as good as Enlightenment by van morrison i
0: forget what else is on enlightenment um is that that one of your favorites it's not a favorite but it's definitely like in the ballpark of like stuff that i like from van morrison which is you know most of it but you've got um (laughs) the use of a thousand summers uh in the days before rock and roll yeah this is a really funny record (laughs) um so quiet in here uh real real gone yeah i like this one (laughs) Yeah,
1: well, I can't wait. I can't wait to get to enlightenment. On I think that Joker we man. should
0: do it sometime soon.
1: All right, let's do it. We'll do that. And um, what's and, the one uh, with uh, hymns, from,
0: hymns to the Silence?
1: Is that the one with that's, not feeling it anymore? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah that song a rocks.
0: Killer song. Um, that song. But that uh, that's that speaks to something here too. Even even just thinking about this, like you would maybe a Van record.
1: Uh, everyone's just kind of shaking it out feeling it out no one knows what the future holds it's the 1990s now baby like yeah. it's a whole new decade
0: they don't know that it's about to get so good so good <laughs> so good for like a little bit for some people uh, it's about to be really nice and really good uh, so you're gonna wiggle 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 like a bowl of soup
2: Queen. Wiggle, 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 let me dress you in green. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle till the moon is blue. Wiggle till the moon sees you. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle in your moon and shoes. Wiggle, 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 give me the blues. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle like a swan bees. Wiggle on your hands and knees. Wiggle. soup big fat snake
1: uh the uh Make these, these versions on this
2: easy.
1: alternate version uh there's a couple, couple important lyrical differences it's not a big fat snake it's a big black big snake black s- on this one <laughs> wait
0: I thought it was a big fat steak he says big black snake
1: big black snake
0: big fat steak big black snake big black snake.
1: snake yeah really uh really changed the meaning there uh Under the Red Sky the song hmm song that I really have just, like, I love and I'm ha- only growing to love more. I think listening to, like, I, I have always liked it. I That was one of the things that I'm proud of. I, I think I stand by from the <laughs> you're original. You're proud of, yeah. You
0: have had, you've been on the right side of the Red Sky history. Of the Red Sky.
1: I've been under it. I haven't, well, yeah, I haven't been above it. I've been yeah, under you're I've been it. You're not above the Red Sky. Exactly. You're um, under it. But. Listening to that Sendai uh, version of Red Sky that we did earlier in this uh-huh. season, that extended jammed out version, From I think, Japan. like, j- yeah. yeah, really, really highlighted how how great this song is.
0: Um, I like that in the alternate version. He's like, are you, are you getting this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> are you t- is the, are you taping this? Um, and then at the honestly, end he goes, that that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, as if like the as if Don Was is sitting on the other side of the window from him in the uh, or, excuse me as yeah, if Jack has, Frost is sitting on the other side of the window Jack from him Frost and being and, like
0: and Don Was they're and sitting Don Was there. yeah what does Jack Frost look like when you imagine him because there's not any photo he's like Thomas Pinchon there's no photos of him no photos
1: of him yeah I feel like he um I feel like he's well dressed like he he dresses up sort of you know? yeah yeah um. Maybe like me, a, when
0: I think of him as looking a little like Bob Dylan, mm, but interesting. Um, But having like um, maybe he has sort of spiked hair.
1: In, I, I feel like he's always in a hat, so you don't see his hair. Okay. But I don't know what kind of hat necessarily.
0: Maybe kind of like a, a Homburg? Maybe,
1: like maybe just like a, yeah, Homburg. Well, Homburg. you Humber know that look like? That, that's what we call the straw hat. That's like his 1991 mode hat. Um well this is where i mean that that kind of makes sense maybe. Yeah, that's the wiggle mode. Uh look. Uh i maybe just like a fedora for Jack Frost. I feel like he's a, a, he's like a pretty serious kind of character and like maybe walks around with a cane, you know. Hmm. Um like and a cane like with uh one of those like like silver like serpent it, heads. It's liter- it's Bob
0: Dylan wearing <laughs> tiny little round glasses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's Jack Frost. <laughs> Talks the same, acts the same. But he's wearing these little tiny round glasses.
1: No. Yeah. And you feel, you feel cold. He, yeah. He brings <laughs> a bracing sweep of cold air behind him anywhere he goes.
0: Yeah. He, uh, um, he changes the temperature in the room by yeah. one degree. I
1: love Under the Red Sky, the song.
0: Uh, yeah. The little boy and the little girl and the man in the moon. And we love these characters. We mm. love, we love, we know the, these characters and we love them
1: beloved characters <laughs> <laughs> well we,
0: we love when Bob dylan has characters so and uh you know jack frost brings characters um he jack Delightful. frost says characters matter um so uh you, you look oh, at other jack jack frost records like love and theft and you think about uh, Tweedledee d and Tweedledum, and you think about um the Po Boy, you know. <laughs> you think about Sugar Baby, these are the songs, these are the these are the characters.
1: Of course. <laughs> um the uh the organ on this song, I think, is really what does it. Uh the great Al Cooper back. Um and I and I think that also speaks to it, right? Is like is like Bob is trying this sound, right? Like he's aware, he's he knows that he's going for a different sound at this point. He knows he doesn't want it to sound like Oh Mercy. But he also knows that he doesn't want it to sound like, you know, uh, shot of love or, or empire burlesque or anything. Like he's, he's searching for something. And so I think that's where the inspiration, you know, it's sort of notorious that this record is the one that has all of the big celebrity cameos on it. You've got your David Crosby, you got your George Harrison, you got your slash, you got your Bruce Hornsby, you got your Elton John, you got your Al Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got both Waz brothers. Um, right. It's
0: the other, it's the Waz brothers. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, Bob is clearly after something uh, uh, in terms of the sound and, and you know, isn't, isn't there yet, isn't, isn't able to, to figure out what kind of lays beyond But the he's got to
0: bring all his friends in because he's like, I need you to suss out this friend of mine, yeah. this guy that I'm working with now, Just Jack, Jack Frost, character. Frost and he, he brings out the best in everyone he works with. <laughs> he and really does, he, it's he, honest. He is, uh, I want you to meet him yeah. That's why he brought Slash in. He Slash. said Slash. He's the one. <laughs> Slash. Slash. I want you to meet a friend of mine named Jack Frost. <laughs> I, I can't really do Dylan's talking voice.
1: Yeah, you're, you're leaning into the, uh, the uh, theme time voice there, which, I mean.
0: Uh, well, the theme time voice, yeah. I mean, it's the talking voice that he gives to the public. Right, that we're most familiar with slash i want you to meet a friend of mine named jack Frost. he he's he's from out of town he's from out of town uh what what do we have next but a different song
1: okay one song okay so this is a song unbelievable
0: it's unbelievable it's strange but true it's strange
1: but true it could happen to you uh I would like to. I would like to come around and say, "Unbelievable" is actually good music.
2: It's unbelievable. It's
0: strange but true.
1: This was one that we
2: lambasted
0: on well, the first. The video for it, I think, maybe colored our perception of it because the, the video's video. fantastic. Well, <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> The video, <laughs> uh, it's that's what 1990 looked like. I guess
1: exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, that was 1990. Uh, very like, like Twin Molly Peaks Ringwald. season one kind of look. Right. Um, she in
1: it? she's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Bob's driving around. Bob's the chauffeur driving them around.
0: License plate say like LSD or something.
1: Something like that. Um,
0: uh, unbelievable is good. Uh, you. Ian says
1: I'm saying unbelievable is good. Uh and, and and again I think it took a little bit more sort of understanding of putting the pieces mm-hmm. together, putting the whole puzzle together, uh you know, now that we see the beginning and the end of of the entire arc.
0: I'm going to say uh, something to you that I I just had a thought about. So you say unbelievable was good music, you know, yes. from Dylan. And I think, you know, a lot of people look at this, it's boring music from Dylan. Mm-hmm. But I think In light of some things we've just talked about on the podcast, I am actually thinking about this in terms of what does it mean when Dylan was the same man who was making songs about you're going to hell because you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your heart.
1: Men will beg God to kill them and they won't be able to die.
0: And now he's writing this song. (laughs) which is called <laughs> it's Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, strange but true. I mean, that is something to consider. Like yes. retroactive, <laughs> not thinking about what, oh, why is this a disappointing uh, turn? Why is it like lackluster? It's really not disappointing or boring if you think about how extremely different things were not that yes. long before this. Yes. So you kind of have to like... In a, in a way, like retrain your mind to see that this this person made uh, made this. It's a it is a huge leap from what only a less than a decade before,
1: right? Um, absolutely. Seven and I, years, and,
0: you know, basically.
1: Uh, you know, a little more than seven, but yeah, I, I I know what you mean. Um, nice. I think this I think this song ten. Um I think this song um is is right in the history the lineage of something like summer days right yeah, which sure. is just like a summer just days, like summer a summer nights are
0: gone
1: just a simple kind of raven having a good time rock and roll song my dad sent me the other day like a a 1992 version of this where he was playing it live and it's like an extended like 5 or 6 minute like really kind of bluesy harder sound to it um, and, and seeing that version of this song, it, it really sounds almost no different whatsoever from like a never ending tour version of Summer Days in 2002. Yeah, or definitely. Like
0: that. I, I'm just looking at uh, the track listing of Under the Red Sky and of Love and Theft back like side by side. Mm-hmm. And the first three songs absolutely feel kind of like they mirror each other a bit. You've got Tweedly D and Tweedly Dumb. You got Wiggle Wiggle. You've got Mississippi, you've got Under the Red Sky, you've mm-hmm. got Summer Days, and you've got Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of like the same uh, type of song, or uh, they, they're not kind the same type of song, but they serve a similar purpose on both Absolutely. those records. Yeah, and that's three for three of those first three tracks.
1: And that brings us to number four: By and By on Love and Theft. Beautiful song, simple, quiet song. Also, simple, quiet, beautiful song on Under the Red Sky. It's great. Born in but Time. But
0: I would say that Born in Time, there's a divergence here, only because Born in Time is... Born in Time is like the... Um, I don't know what the equivalent is on Love and Theft. Maybe the Sugar Baby or the or the Moonlight.
1: Yeah, we call it Moonlight, maybe. Maybe Floater.
0: I don't know. I, mean, I think Born in Time is so... Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's we've talked about it a lot. I mean it's one of I think his best ballads, basically. One of
1: his great songs, absolutely. And a song that I think is rightly being kind of brought back to uh brought back to cultural re- uh, relevance. Uh you know, we saw yeah, War, you know, on drugs, War on Drugs uh, do it, you know, like you know, 20, 30 times on on the most recent tour and it sounds amazing. Um you know, it's uh it's uh, this is one of the ones, obviously, that comes from the oh Mercy sessions, um, and uh, and there's all those other versions of the song floating around out there, uh, like on the Telltale Signs collection. But I really do think that, like this this version of things, and especially this like alternate version, which just cleaned up a little bit, and like just like it's like 15 percent chiller than the uh, than the original recorded. Uh, version. It's not a totally different song, but it's a little smoother, a little simpler. It's like exactly what I want out of this song. Yeah, this um, the
0: alternate version you made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his vocal is so... His vocal's amazing. So close, like so intimate. In the lonely
2: night In the blinking stardust Of a pale blue light You come through to me and light when we were made of dreams You're blowing down the shaky street You're really my heart beat In the record of breaking key Where we were born in time That one more one more kiss, not this time, baby, no more of this, takes too much skill, takes too much will, it's too reveal,
0: it's really good, yeah, yeah. it always feels like this song is a little bit out of his range in the way that it's like too... Too quiet, almost too low for him to sing easily. Right, right. Which is nice, actually. It means that he has to like really lean into the song to make it work, and I think right. he, he does that.
1: I mean, you could totally picture this song also being a song that he. I mean, he's not playing it anymore, obviously, but this would fit right in, I think, in especially like the you know like the sixteen to to nineteen version of the tour. Uh, right alongside a lot of the, the, the standard ballads. Like, sure. imagine him doing the crooner voice, like the really stately, cool, calm, uh, classy version of this song. I think that would be amazing. It's going to have to be uh, in an alternate dimension, unfortunately. I mean, but he, uh,
0: he, makes, uh, he makes up for any lyrical um, simplicity that maybe you would think is a negative on those first three tracks with this one, because this song is lyrically just... A powerhouse of great stuff. It's so, it's one of those songs that maybe sounds easy to write until you actually think about what it takes to come up with some of those lines.
1: Yeah, you were striped, you were plain. I always, that one always kills me. I don't know, and I don't even know why. Like Like, who fucking knows what that means? But it just, I love it. Foggy web of destiny. Yeah, and the you foggy can have web, what's left of that's me. That's right. You can have as what's good left as it gets. Me mm.
0: When we were born in time.
1: This man saying that at this moment in time, like, kills me. It's like it honestly brings a little tear to my eyes. Yeah, it's it like, does.
0: Jesus. And this was his last record for a while. He did not put out a record for a while after this.
1: Yeah, after this. We just got the the, uh, the folk records a couple years later, but you know, this was the last original material for almost a decade, the longest period of time right. in his entire career until The Tempest to uh, Rough and Rowdy Range. Um, in the heel, you know,
0: hills of mystery, in the foggy web of destiny. You can have what's left of You can have what's me. left of me.
1: When we, when we were born yeah. in time, what a beautiful another another like very. I, I love that we talked about like the hasten down the wind thing with uh, Stephen on the Zevon things because that that like concept I think is really crystallized something that I love in Bob's lyricism and obviously shows up in Warrens and in uh, many other artists as well. But something that like doesn't doesn't make like tangible sense, but makes an emotional sense when it's when yeah. it's presented in in this kind of context. Mm-hmm. Born in time,
0: yeah, like accidentally like a martyr. Yeah, exactly. not really sure what that means. Yeah. Uh, next.
1: How about we... a song that we do know what it means? <laughs> and what it means is uh, the TV's bad, folks, and it's killing
2: your brain. One time in London I'd gone out for a walk Past a place called a High Park Where people talk Get up on a platform And they tell their point of view To anyone who's there That's who they're talking to There was a man on a platform Talking to some folks About TV. Telling jokes, it's too bright a lot to said for anybody's eyes. Reeling out to heaven is a blessing in disguise. I am moving closer, I got up on my toes. Two men in front of me were in the blows. Man was saying something about children when they're young. Whoever puts their face in it, he said they should be hung. And honestly, more true than ever today.
0: Yeah, everyone's got to stop looking. Stop at watching the TV. TV. Too much TV. But uh, of course, what you know, you could think about this song as being hopelessly dated, but that would be a hopelessly reductionist and I think willfully uh, blinkered view because obviously TV is different now. I mean, and what he's what he's talking about now, it would be, it's just the technology's changed, but the principle remains. It's about. Mm-hmm being wary of what you consume you know part of your diet is what you consume in terms of media and you have to you have to think about that you have to you have to be conscious of how and what you consume and in in this case he's using the tv as the main uh, focus but you know that means your phone you know that means whatever else you're reading and paying attention to
1: all the latest gossip, all the latest rhyme. Your mind is your temple. Keep it beautiful and free. Don't let an egg get laid in it by something you can't see.
0: Yeah, I'm reminded of that <laughs> quote from Dylan where he said something about, I don't watch a lot of, or I don't, I don't like, I don't know if, what it was. Maybe it was movies or TV. Or hmm. He said, I don't like feeling like I'm, I feel like I'm being manipulated. And I don't like Wait.
1: that. When is that quote from?
0: I don't remember. But I know we've talked about it. It Yeah, I was just saying, like, I don't like to watch stuff like that. um, Sure. Because it's it's manipulative. Whereas we know Dylan likes films, but he's not into disposable, ephemeral entertainment. He's not into content. And this Mm. is sort of a song, a tirade against content. Sure.
1: Yeah. uh, You know, it is uh, it is very much of its time, obviously, Uh, you know, coming out against the uh, 24 hour news networks, the, uh, you know, failing CNN and MSNBC type things uh, at this moment in time. I think musically though again this this version uh they sort of recu- re- well I don't know about rescues it but but I, I like it more cuz this is this is a harder you know more rootsy kind of sound. He's got a raspier kind of dirtier voice on this too. Um you know he's he's barely even singing. It's more just kind of like talk singing. Um it takes It's fun place it's in a London, fun song this
0: song. Yeah. It's uh in Hyde Park where people Pride talk. Park.
1: You know Bob's feelings about the Brits. Um, Well, we know the Brits' feelings about Bob.
0: It's a complex relationship, (laughs) as is our relationship relationship with the British is complex because you are racist against the British, and I am (laughs) sort of, uh, uh, you know, I am ambivalent, uh, if not, uh, you know, I I understand that there are people, there are people who are uh, doing the best they can with a sense of humor that has been... Damaged mm. uh, deeply, <laughs> uh, and and so they, they it's don't different. get enough
1: fresh fruit or sunlight. So right. all their 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 their, 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 their bodies have, have shriveled scurvy. up, and their brains are kind of like you know too too hot in their heads. Right. So they
0: but it's you know you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, make fun of somebody who had a, who was neurodivergent?
1: I guess that's a good point. Yeah, it's <laughs> so just an why, island full so, of neuroatypical people.
0: You know, I, I myself am neurodivergent neuroatypical. Did you know that, Ian? Uh, how so? ADHD? No, I didn't know that. I didn't really think about it till recently, but it's true.
1: Wow well congratulations for becoming um disabled
0: a spokesman for the um you know uh what what do we call ourselves we you know i'm part of this community Mm -hmm. me the Mm -hmm. british Mm -hmm. and everyone else who has brain damage that's fucked up (laughs) right uh so i want to defend uh the united kingdom a little bit on behalf of um everyone who has to take adderall
1: that's fair um, 10,000 Men, Bob Dylan.
0: Ian, can you tell me even? Can you just even hum <laughs> this song to me? Do you even know how this
1: goes? <laughs>
0: okay, okay, I believe. You.
1: song he's playing the dang blues this again is right there with something like lonesome day blues off of uh love and theft it's just an excuse to get a band together in the studio and play some dang blues man get the guys rocking on the guitar on the bass on the drum kit riff a little bit on the microphone it all makes perfect sense who knows what he's fucking talking about Ten thousand men looking so lean and frail each one of them got seven wives each one of them just got out of jail Ten thousand women, I'll sweep in my room, spilling my buttermilk, sweeping it up with a broom. Hey, that is literally Jack Frost sound like stuff. That is yes, Jack this Frost sounds li- like Love and Theft lyrics. You're right.
0: <laughs> my God, I think you know we cracked the code on this. Just like I think our take on this before was that it's the first Lucky Wilbury album. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was so off base when I made that claim. No, because it's a, the first Jack Frost album.
1: Yes, it is. And it actually is the first Jack Frost album. It's yeah. not just a concept that we've made up. It no, literally I, is I, that.
0: I really feel like I couldn't have really um, made that connection until now.
1: And that's what I'm. That's see, folks. This that's, is why. That's the beauty of the did. revisited series.
0: I was thinking, like, what the hell could we possibly ring out of this one? But I think that we've uh, actually done something very important here. We've struck pay dirt, and we figured out. Something uh, about that old r- red sky.
1: <laughs> that old
0: chestnut. <laughs>
1: that yeah. old red chestnut. And it and it again makes perfect sense that where does Bob go next after this? Right to the actual blues, like all of the stuff yeah. that informed him initially. He's writing his own blues songs, coming up with these lyrics that are like you know they work in some regard. Maybe not as well as he would hope, or as as well as he would get them to work in the future. So what does he do? He goes back to the beginning, to the masters, to the folks who actually did it that he's following in their footsteps of in order to pick up additional influences and, you know, end up going the direction that he ends up going over the next 10 years at this point. You know, this is all this is all this is right there. This is like an essential kind of hinge point, uh, I think, in the uh, in the entire Bob Dylan discography laying the groundwork for the decades of brilliance that would come to pass.
0: 10,000 men. Yeah. We barely (laughs) talked. (laughs) It's 10,000 men. It's a song about 10. Imagine this, Ian. Mm -hmm. You've heard of one man. (laughs) Now, I want you to stretch your mind and imagine five. Mm -hmm. Imagine 10. Imagine, let's go crazy, 100 men.
1: Mm
0: Wow. Wow. Imagine when when one thousand. You know, I'm just go, I'm pulling out the stops here. You're now really I'm, you're just really imagine, going crazy. Go ahead and imagine ten thousand men. Boy, and that's the, how that's what this song is about. Is you about. Know? <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> you know what they call ten thousand men. No, a
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, ten thousand men is a. Part. Um, uh Two by two. So we're back. We're still dealing with numbers. Mm-hmm. Pair that down a bit. You know, go go less from ten thousand down to just simple math. Two by two. One by
2: one. Follow the sun. One by one. The time was quick, Three by three, they're tied with the key, four by four, they're beating the dough, five by five, they're staying alive. Six by six, they're playing with trees, six by six.
0: And yeah, that's
1: that's how the idea. That's always been the thing. Although there is more to this song than than initially appears, and and again, I think the the alternate version of this helps bring it a little clearer. Because a little, like, I kind of love the original version of Two by Two because it really is as corned up as you're gonna get from from Bob material. But this one, like dials that back he's got again kind of a chiller vocal take and you can kind of listen to the lyrics the the course how many how many paths did they try and fail how many of their brothers and sisters lingered in jail how much poison did they inhale how many black cats crossed their trail like there's more there's more going on here than him just doing man gave names to all the animals you know this is not just a nursery rhyme from the bible
0: well you get on the next song i mean not to jump ahead but I think it's relevant. This is the sort of section of the record that actually feels not that. You get some of that uh, DNA from nineteen eighty and eighty one. Even sure, this is not that different than Shot of Love. Like the songs that aren't religious feeling on Shot of Love. Mm-hmm. What like tr- what's trouble? You know, right. trouble could be on here. Absolutely.
1: Especially because Trouble is really like an early example, uh, along with something like New Pony, of like a really ugly, (laughs) just like an ugly, dirty kind of bluesy workout. I'm I'm seeing a common thread of all these songs, like songs that we used to hate and not understand. It's because it was the blues all along, brother.
0: Yeah, we were we were uh, ever so young.
1: Yeah, we were lost, but now we've been found. Um, anyways though, I you mean, know, two by two is, is uh is really nice. Two by two, uh they stepped in the arc Two by two, they stepped in the dark. Three by three, they're turning the key. Four by four, they turn in some more. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, he's just he's having fun here. Uh Bob deserves a little bit of lightness. Uh unless we remind you, the last record started with fucking political world and it ends with shooting stars. So it's not it's not like we're taking a major kind of uh, detour or step back in terms of uh lyrical um density or delicacy or uh poetic vision you know he's 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 in a very kind of simple and straight to the heart kind of mode uh in this in this moment in time
0: yeah although it's not so simple cuz the next song god knows
1: yeah great one
0: i mean it's it's um i really feel like this one lyrically has some connection to something like every grain of sand
2: you! This is off a very new album. That's a new album. God knows that we're pretty. God knows it's true God knows that never anybody ever gonna take the place of you God knows there's an answer God knows there's a chance we can
0: rise above the hour of any circumstance. Like, if you really just read the lyrics, it took me a long time to even think about that, because it, it seems like the record kind of lulls you into this feeling of, like, you're just about to hear another another handy-dandy. I mean, you literally are hey. about to hear handy dandy. <laughs> You are about to hear handy-dandy. <laughs> and so if you know the record... Even if you've listened to it all the way through, you might think like, OK, this one is just the one that comes before handy dandy. It's it's on that record. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, read some of these lyrics. Do You have them pulled up.
1: I do. God knows you ain't pretty. God knows it's true. God knows there ain't anybody ever going to take the place of you. God knows it's a struggle. God knows it's a crime. God knows there's going to be no more water but fire next time. God don't call it treason. God don't call it wrong. It was supposed to last a season, but it's been so strong for so long. God knows it's
0: fragile. God knows it's everything. God knows it could snap apart right now, just like putting scissors to a string. Mm -hmm. God knows it's terrifying. God sees it all unfold. There's a million reasons for you to be crying. You've been so bold and so cold. Mm -hmm. Uh, And later, God knows there's a river. God knows how to make it flow. God knows you ain't gonna be taking nothing with you when you go. I mean, these are not lightweight lyrics and right. they're not um it's not just like puff p- a, p- a puffy it's not fluff
1: not at all. And I I again like I think that this is a song that is partly about the lyrics. It's also definitely partly just about him rocking with the boys because there's that, that great rave up towards the end. But that's
0: kind of why I think this is a definite standout. This and uh, Born in Time, I think, are the mm-hmm. two best songs on the record. And, uh, I mean, you get right after that, God knows that there's a purpose. God knows there's a chance. God knows you could rise above the darkest hour of any circumstance. Yeah. God knows there's a heaven, God knows God knows it's out of sight. God knows we can all uh God knows get we can get all the can, way from here yeah. to the
1: air. We got to walk a million miles by candlelight.
0: Yeah. A million miles by candlelight. This is a beautiful song. Like the yeah. lyrics are really some It's not a, these these are really good lyrics. And beautiful stuff. Um it is like right at home against uh born in time. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And also the music of this song has a kind of like really dramatic menace to it while still being, as you said, very much a rockin' with the boys number. It's not mm-hmm. like it it really walks a fine line successfully of being kind of just a a rock number, a a bluesy rock number, and also one that is dealing with profundity. And it's just you know, that's the same reason I love van morrison is like the the thing of being able to easily m- blend in really profound ideas into something that feels like your dad is just playing it in the shower while he's taking a shower
1: <laughs> it's it's him and his him and his best friends hanging out in the garage yeah. on the weekend um
0: they're just like working on a car but this music is is actually talking about how like you will uh you know, you can't take anything with you and that God knows that you'll uh, you, you can rise above any difficulty you'll triumph
1: uh, 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 against the uh, struggles in your life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what 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 else do you really need than music that sounds like the blues, but tells you stuff like that?
1: Exactly. Spiritually. And emotionally and mentally nourishing Loki
0: checks all those boxes and that's like <laughs> that's what we're talking about when we say something's good music a lot of the time you know it's not our opinion we're just pointing out a fact
1: exactly um, the uh, the live version also there's a this is a, on that alternate uh, collection it's a live cut very good stuff uh, I think God knows in particular excels in a live kind of format, where it's really just an opportunity for the band to sort of uh, walk the dog, so to speak, and uh, get going up there on stage. Bob gets amped up, hearing all the guitars behind him,
0: having a good time. It's great. God knows it ain't pretty. Handy Dandy, just like sugar and candy. Handy
2: Dandy, controversy surrounds him.
0: If every bone in his body was broken, he wouldn't admit it. <laughs> what a ridiculous line! That's what it is, right? Like if he broke, if every bone in his body was broken, uh-huh. he, was, he wouldn't admit it. Mm-hmm. Just like sugar and candy.
1: Just like sugar and candy. Sort of a bo- boots and shoes. It's a boots and shoes uh, type moment. moment
0: for sure. <laughs> Which I mean, less we come on, we've already been saying it the whole time. That's Jack Frost, baby. Absolutely. That's, that's the frost coming through. It, or do you feel that chill? That's Jack Frost.
1: That chill down. <laughs> do you feel that chill
0: down your boots? Chill down shoes? your spine
1: as soon as you hear the words "handy dandy."
0: It's like sugar and candy. It's like boots and <laughs> shoes. Um, it's like, uh, it's like, tweely and tweely dum. Mm-hmm. It's like wiggling and wiggling.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Handy-dandy, sitting with a girl named Nancy in a garden, feeling kind of lazy. He says, you want a gun? I'll give you one. She says, boy, you talking crazy. Handy-dandy, just like sugar and candy. Handy-dandy, pour him another brandy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) This is good stuff. It's fine, you know. It's not... (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I'm not going to say that this is bad, because it it is just like sugar and candy in a way. And this is sugar. It is like just sugar. You wouldn't disparage uh, sugar, exactly. It is an ingredient, and you would not want to eat it on its own. But this song is the sugar that is in this record. Um, it's the it's the candy that you get at the end of your meal.
1: Listen, everyone. uh, You're not going to have a a bowl full of Skittles for dessert, or excuse me, for dinner every night. But every once in a while, you get a little package of those. That that hits the spot. You want a little bit of sugar, a little bit of candy. That's handy dandy. Sugar
0: and candy. Sugar and and handy dandy is this guy. This character, this guy is so crazy that he's actually like both. (laughs) This guy is out of control. Handy Uh,
1: dandy. He's got that soft, silky skin.
0: Uh, what else does it say is there anything he's got else that clear
1: clear crystal fountain he's got that fortress on the mountain oh, that with clear no crystal? doors
0: no windows no got thieves that clear can break it fountain it's true that reminds me of that cool and crystal fountain mm-hmm. from ain't talking another jack Frost production. Oh,
1: look at that see it's all coming together folks we've got uh, we got the big board up. You can't see, but we got the big board up. We've got the red string. We're We've putting got the push, string pins push pins in. We've got Ain't Talking and Handy Dandy.
0: Yeah. And I'm like, uh, smoking. I'm chain smoking and just like pacing around. And, uh, that movie, A Beautiful Mind, is so, uh, bad.
1: The one with, uh, Russell Crowe?
0: Yeah. It's just like the whole movie is just like, <laughs> another movie every about a neurodivergent character it's true I mean I, I shouldn't um, disparage it because uh, that's you know, representation, representation for your people right there <laughs> yeah it's a you know um, every every one of everybody who has any problem what they do is that you know they put up sort of a, a giant bulletin board in every room that they are in for more than five minutes uh-huh. and they just start stringing strings up uh, clipping that's newspapers That movie literally has like, there's like four, like at least three times where it's just like, oh no, and it's just another room full of that. That's the whole movie. It's just like, ah, not again. He's done it again. He's covered the Uh, room with newspaper.
1: He's like a cat. You can't leave him with a ball of yarn because he's just going to get into all sorts of trouble. Uh, He's like a cat. (laughs) Oh, didn't even mean to do it. But here we are, folks. That cat, it's in the well.
0: I noticed that this live version on the alternate. Um, under I the love red this sky, live version. The drumming is that Keltner.
1: I don't know. I, I don't it's know really when this pretty, is from.
0: Pretty good. Or pretty. It's there's a lot of spirit going on. That it's, it's a very this is
1: it's a very rock cool rock and daddy kind of look or or sound. It's like it, it, they the on the, on the cymbals very hard like very light cymbals but they're all over the place here. They're kind of scatting sound. Very good stuff. I love it. Uh, and this is a live staple of Bob's 299 plays Cats in the Well from March 28 1992 last played October 25 2002 excuse me 2010. Uh, this is this is one that Bob likes. This is this is this is a favorite is. And again, we're having we're just having fun with this is 40 miles from the mill kind of shit. The oh, Cats in the Well, the horse so is going right. bumpity bump. You're so Back right. Alley Sally is, is doing the American jump. <laughs>
0: It is 40 miles from the mill. I'm dropping it into overdrive. Exactly. It's 40 miles from the mill. I'm dropping it into overdrive. I had to say it twice because that's the... It's
1: the hogs out in the mud, you know?
0: Yeah, you're so (laughs) right. Wow. How foolish were we thinking that this was a lucky Wilbury record? That was us being naive. That was us being... That was clickbait. That was, that was trash content mm-hmm. from me specifically.
1: That was a good, you know, I think it, I think it served its purpose because we just had to get to the end of that episode with something uh, and, and to keep Sam from saying, I'm going to blast you again. Uh, and, it, and it did what it needed to do. But here we are, you know, like I was saying, at the end of our road, we've seen all the pieces of the puzzle. We see how they all fit together. We see how point C gets you to point Q even if those steps weren't as obvious initially. It's been there all along. Bob has known it's been there all along. And here we are discovering it for ourselves. Maybe a day late and a dollar short, but better late than never.
0: Yeah, we couldn't... Uh, it just goes to show, we, you, you have to try to improve upon yourself. You have to try to grow and change with the years, with the seasons. Um, and, and that's what we try to do on this podcast. We hold ourselves accountable for saying, for for simply having a podcast. <laughs> you got to make more podcasts about what you said. Before. Exactly.
1: The most important thing to do is to constantly change your mind and never be wedded to an opinion. Because that allows you to just record another podcast episode about it.
0: Yeah. Co- <laughs> and say the opposite of the, what you used to the say. The content mill. <laughs> and we're dropping it into overdrive. <laughs> We really right have though, dropped it into overdrive. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are we are, always 40 miles from the mill. That's how you have to think about it, is that there's? it's 40 miles. We can do that. That's kind of long. That's kind of a ways off, but we're going to drop it into overdrive uh, anyway. We're going we'll, to get there.
1: And we're going to get there, and we're going to get the cat out of the well.
0: You know, it, actually, maybe it's more profound if it's like, you know, even if we never get there, we're going to try. Mm. There we're you go. It's an impossible task. This cat is probably fucking dead. This cat is passed on on. at the bottom of a well. (laughs) How are we going to get it out? How the hell could you do that?
1: We may never be able to save the cat from the well, but we're going to try. And we're glad to have you along with us as we make our way there
0: until next time